Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's Today, wisdom. we are discussing obsessing with new forsakes the now. Obsessing with new forsakes the now. Yeah, I'm staying with the theme of new this week, right? It's our first full week of the new year. So with this topic, I'm, I'm, I have to be honest. This one hit a little hard for me, okay? So y'all stay with me. So I'm going to probably, you know, make you twinge a little as we go in it, okay? So I'm going to open up and I'm going to read two scriptures today. First, I'm going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. It says, and I'm reading from the Amplified, it says, The thing that has been is what will be again, and that which has been done is that which will be done again, and there is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it may be said, See, this is new? It has already been done in the vast ages of time, recorded or unrecorded which were before us. There is no remembrance of former happenings or men, neither will there be any remembrance of happenings of generations that are to come by those who are to come after them. Okay? And now I'm going to read Proverbs 27, verse 20. It says, Hell, the place of the dead, and Abdanan, the place of destruction, are never satisfied or full. So the lust of the eyes of man is never satisfied. Okay, so y'all got those, and please, please go back and read them for yourself in your time. But let's move on in to talking about today's topic of obsessing with new forsakes the now. So we see in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, this is Solomon, King Solomon, who is on record of saying having been the wisest and richest of all men that have lived, right? And he was full of earthly wisdom as well as he was very mindful to pray and ask God in his youth for wisdom, right? But once he had gained all of that, he kind of deterred away from that, right, in his older age. He he went satisfying his own fulfillments and his own lust and desire for all of the experiences of life, like new things, right? So as I was putting together today's topic, it made me think, you know, because this time of the year, these first few weeks of January, you know, the, right after Christmas and leading into the first couple of weeks, people are really obsessed with new, you know, the new year, the, it's a new calendar year, we're expecting new things to happen, where, we're, you know, some do resolutions, some do, you know, whatever works for you, you know, they set goals, whatever the thing is, because they, they, there's some people that burned, you know, uh, they write down all the bad experiences of the old year that they don't want repeated, and they do these burning ceremonies, like all sorts of things, right? And nothing's wrong with that. Whatever a person chooses to do fits for them. That's not what today is about. But what I am getting at is that we can get so obsessed at everything. It's like, it's a new year. I'm so excited. I'm ready for this, and, you know. And we lose that flame, right? We talked on Monday about keeping the new year smell, and you can go back and listen to that episode. But... There's such an obsession that we as humans 
put on new things, new cars, new experiences, new opportunities, new people, new techniques, new strategies, new logos, new ideas, new hair, new houses, new spouses. Like we just want new, you know, because somehow, somewhere, we have been deceived to believe that new means better, right, or that new brings some sense of fulfillment or satisfaction. But we see in Ecclesiastes that Solomon is saying what satisfaction comes. Who can say that this is new, that there's nothing that is done that hasn't already been done? There's nothing being repeated that hasn't already been repeated, right? We, 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 we go looking for this because oftentimes we're dissatisfied with something. We're dissatisfied with our present circumstances or situations. We're bored with somebody. Uh, we have a feeling of not fitting in with other people, so we think we need to do something new with ourselves so we can let go of those anxious feelings around those new people that we're with. So we basically are on this obsession of new to satisfy these unwanted feelings that we're having, right? It's not even about changing the situation and circumstances. We just don't want to feel dissatisfied. We don't want to feel discouraged. So we go on this quest. We obsess with new. We do new things, new activities. We go new places. We go all of these things. Sometimes we go in debt trying to get to all of these new things in our businesses. We're changing everything. We go hire a graphic designer to change our logo. We go uh, learn and join a course so we can learn how to do something new because all of a sudden new has said that I'm better. I'm going to satisfy the need that you have. But unfortunately, we go on this quest and we realize somewhere along the way that we become more frustrated, more disappointed, more discouraged because we get the new thing, but nothing new happens. We take the new course. We get the new idea, we go learn the new technique, we get the new spouse, we get the new clothes, we get the new hair, we get the new house, we get the new car, but nothing new happens. We still feel dissatisfied. We still feel that we're missing something. We're not happy with our lives. We're not able to enjoy anything that's around us. So now we become victims. We blame the fact that we're in debt because I don't know why I bought this. So-and-so said I should buy because we never stopped to look at ourselves. We never stopped to look at the moment that we decided to do something. We were trying to fulfill something that's a feeling that is going to change anyway. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what new activity you have. It doesn't matter what new goal you have. It doesn't matter what you set out to do to change your feelings because feelings are going to change. They change all the time. And then we get to this place and we're stuck. We have spent money, lost money, haven't gotten new clients, haven't gotten any new thing. And now we're in the middle of the year, usually around January 31st. You say that's the middle of the year. Yeah, that's probably usually when it hits, but definitely by March it is settled in. That 2022 is just like 2021. What's different? And so we result back to our same habits. Or we never left them. Because, see, the thing that is needing to be new isn't the circumstance or the situation or the action or activity. It's you. It's your internal channel of perspective that has to change. 
See, we often get deceived by our adversary because his goal is to keep us from experiencing the fulfillment that comes with God's daily provision. His goal is to take you off course, to distract you with new things. His goal is to keep you on this hamster wheel of new because if he knows if you settle in and experience God's provision now, you will see a whole new joy that comes in your daily life. See, God works in the now season. He is the creator of now. He, he's fully present all the time, never is it. He don't operate by our time clock, right? We're limited by time. God is not. So his provision is not a new provision. It's a now provision. It's fully sufficient for your now, and God is always working in a now season, but we will sacrifice our experience of now because we are looking for the new. Our eyes, as in Proverbs 27 and 20, is lusting after seeing something new that we don't even settle in and change our perspectives so that we can have the right lens to see what is new. Because God's now season is always new. Why do I know? If you go and visit, and it's in Exodus, I believe, Exodus chapter 16, you're going to see there is the children of Israel. They've come through. They're going in. They've been brought out of Egypt. And now God is doing something new, right? They prayed. They wanted to be free from Egypt. They were questing. They were feeling dissatisfied with their situations, the slavery, and God did the new thing. He brought them out. He, they were able to see and experience the new wonder. They saw God work, right? They experienced the work of God, right? They saw his powerful hand and what he had done to the Egyptians. They saw him part the Red Sea. They saw all of these wonderful wonders that they were able to see by the work of God. They saw and were being led by his word, right? They also experienced that. And now as they get ready to go into the wilderness, because see, the wilderness don't look like the new. It's not the new thing you were looking for, right? So they get to this place and they're going into the wilderness and they're disappointed. And they're disappointed because they're looking for something new. And he says how, and, and this is me paraphrasing, but how do you miss that God is providing manna from the sky? something that is sweet to taste like wafers, and it is providing food for you that sustains you in the wilderness. The wilderness is a place that has no form of natural resource that they can eat upon. So he is raining manna from the sky, and it is sweet to taste. Not only is he raining it from the sky, he's pre preserving it on the sixth day, so on the seventh day they don't have to go outside and get anything. Do you not see the wonderful work of the now season in provision that they had, and they still grumbled and complained. They were still looking. How did you bring us out here to die? Because, see, they were looking for something new. So I need us to understand that when our eyes lust after new things, we need to settle down, slow down, and ask ourselves and pray for God's guidance to help us to develop the new perspective that we need so that we can see how God is truly providing and sustaining us 
now because there is a fulfillment that comes in the now season because it says it never runs out. They never ran out. You have to see the manna was provided for 40 years. For 40 years, they were sustained, healthy, flourishing, not starving, not begging, not dying. Death entered as a result that they didn't experience the promised land because of their continued disobedience, because of their continued willingness to not believe God. So that is what our quest for new does, because we don't believe him. We don't believe his provision. We don't believe the thing that he's doing for us right now. So we could be sacrificing our promised land because we will not believe the God who is sustaining us. Do not allow yourselves to be deceived by the enemy by the adversary who wants to make you dissatisfied with your now season and send you on this unrelentless, unproducing quest for new things. God is always new because you've never seen God provide for you this way right now. So ask him to give you a fresh new perspective. That is what it means in 2 Corinthians 2 and 17 when it says we're new creations. He is not talking about our new circumstances. He's telling us that the world standard of judgment according to flesh is no longer on us. We are living by a new scale of judgment, That those of us that are in Christ. So we have to change our perspective. And when your perspective changes, Everything in your life becomes new because God is always in the now season doing something new that you have yet to see before that he has done in your life. But you miss it because you're only lusting with your human eyes to see the thing that makes you feel good for the moment and then you have to go back out for the next quest. It's like you're chasing the next high. So let us stop obsessing over the new and forsaking our now. Because our fulfillment, our satisfaction, our ability to enjoy the good now comes in the now season. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you, encouraged you, and challenged you to look at some places where you may be obsessing over the new and forsaking your now. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back on the line on Monday morning at 730 at the same time. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you then. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.